Amen. I feel like praying. I don't know about you. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew 25. Just going to share something small and then we'll pray. How about that? Matthew 25, verse 19 to 23. Matthew 25, verse 19 to 23. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You, are, you were faithful in over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. And he said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Hallelujah. You see that these two people had made full proof of their stewardship. Amen. They had made full proof of their stewardship. There is a day of reckoning, brothers and sisters. Whether we know it or not, whether we believe it or not, there is a day of reckoning. I said there is a day of reckoning, hallelujah, where every talent that was delivered to us will be, requ- will be required to give account of it. Amen. See, there are two judgments. If you read Revelation, there are two judgments. The judgment of um, whether you accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior is one. Are you with me? Where he will say to the the, 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 you separate the sheep and the goats and then the, one to the left the other to the right that's the first judgment then the second judgment is what you did with the talent he gave you that's the second judgment and in this particular story Jesus was trying to, to, to elaborate that the people that he, he the servants that he gave the talents to were not unbelievers they were servants Am I making sense? They were not unbelieving people. They were servants of the master. And they were given talents to trade with. How many have been given talents to trade with? We all have talents. Whether you have found your talent or not is irrelevant. We all have talents. We all have something that we can do for God. And incidentally, this uh, talent he was talking about has nothing to do with your vocation. It has nothing to do with your nine to five, as it were. Hello? Your nine to five has nothing to do with the talent God gave you. The talent God gave you was for the kingdom. If you read the whole parable, you will realize that the master gave the talents to the servants because he was going to acquire some more kingdom. Are you with me? He was going to take some more kingdom and the wicked servant, whose story we haven't read as yet, he said, I knew you were a hard man, reaping where you have no sown. And so I hid your talent, which means that that servant felt that the Lord or the master didn't deserve the kingdom he had. Hello? And so, he was not going to help expand the kingdom. Amen. If you are not helping to expand the kingdom, can I submit to you that maybe you don't think God deserves an expanded kingdom? See, there are implications to what we do and what we don't do. Are you with me? Whatever you do, whatever reasons you have, it doesn't make it right. I knew you were a hard man. So I was careful not to lose your talent. Because I know if I lose your talent, you won't forgive me. So I buried your talent. Here, have what is yours. Let's continue the story. Next verse. Then he who had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, 
reaping where you have not gathered. Eh? Gathering where you have not scattered seed. That's what New King James says. And I was afraid. Are you listening to the, the, the wicked servant? I was afraid to lose that thing you gave me. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. I didn't beg you to give me the talent. You know how hard life is in this part of the world. It's not easy to combine all my busy schedule, my own family, my own um, uh, children, and my daily living and all that. All those things are, are enough. To, for you to add more stress on me. Are you not wicked? After you've gone to collect some kingdoms. Amen. Amen. So he, he said, I have not, where, he said, but his law answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew I, that I reaped where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers that at my coming I may receive back with interest. Amen. In this story, we realize that the kingdom of God is about expansion. The kingdom of God is about interest. Are you with me? There is no free lunch. How many have written that essay before? There's no free lunch discuss. Only one person. So, you are all science students. <laughs> yeah. There's no free lunch. Your salvation is not free. Even though it's free. Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavily are heavy laden. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. And I will give you rest. Take upon you my yoke, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Which means that even though I am taking your heavy load off you, I am exchanging your heavy load with a light yoke load, which is my yoke. And then he goes on to describe my yoke is easy and my burden is what? Light. I'm in 29. Where, where, go back. 28. Uh-huh. 30. I'm in 30. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Hallelujah. I, I, are you understanding? Which means that I, I want to bring, bring your heavy back. Come with your heavy back. Pretend as if it's really, really heavy and you can't carry it. <laughs> oh, pretend as if it's really like two tons you are carrying. Yeah. And he says that, come on to me. Come on to me, all you that are labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Then he goes on to say that, take upon you my yoke. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Which means that you exchange your heavy load for his light burden. The light burden, incidentally, is the talent he has given to you. Which he wants you to use to expand the kingdom. Because God cannot expand his own kingdom. He needs you and I to expand the kingdom. Are you understanding what I'm saying? He cannot expand the kingdom by himself. If God was to go around winning souls, inviting people into the church, you know people will run away. You know if God really wants the whole world to be saved, he can make the world be saved in two two seconds. All he has to do is to part the, the skies and show his face for three seconds and close the sky again. And all of us will be born again. He just opens the sky. I am the Lord God. Worship me. Close the, close the thing again. Everyone will worship. Those who say there is no God, they all change their, 
their tune overnight. But God doesn't want it that way. He has given us our, his, our will, which is independent of him. So as many as received him, to them he gave power to become sons of God. Hallelujah. But then the people who only receive him when we go with the gospel, when we go with the talent he's given us. Amen. So all of us have a ministry. And all of us must make foolproof of our ministry. All of us will give an account of what ministry he has given us. Never ever think you are doing your church a favor when you work with your ministry. Never ever think you're doing your pastor a favor when you work with your ministry. Are you getting what I'm saying? I mean, I have come to a place where I don't really care whether you do the work or not. Are you with me? The work will be done. Whether you put your shoulder to the wheel or not. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. That's why we pray the prayer, build your church. Amen. As many as will give themselves over to be used, God is going to use them. God is not a respecter of persons. Have you not realized that the main people around are not around, but we're still having church? Which your church doesn't depend on anybody. If I'm not here right now, church will not close. Church will still go on. Which means I'm not really important to this church. Amen. This is not the first church I've started. This is not the 10th church I've started. This is not even the 12th, the 13th church I've started. I've started so many churches, none of them are closed. They are still running. I am not there. Are you with me? So I came to that realization a long time ago that I'm not needed. So I don't feel that without me, the church, don't be like Elijah. Without me, this thing will not work. No, no, don't have that attitude. You just realize you have been given a talent. Use your talent. Make full proof of your ministry. That's all. Amen. Amen. So we started to look at how to make full proof of our ministries. Amen. And we said that the first thing that we need to do is to be available. Isn't it? Because when you are available, you can learn. Amen. Don't say that because I didn't get the opportunity to go to Bible school. I didn't get the opportunity to study as a a vicar or as a a pastor or as a, a father. I cannot do the work. No, you don't need to go to the cemetery. No, sorry, the the seminary to learn. Sorry. (laughs) You you don't need to go to the seminary. Have I got the word right? Yeah. Not not the other one. Not the other, not the, the, the word I said before. You don't need to go to the seminary to learn how to become a, a, preach, a preacher or a priest. Just by being around and observing and learning, you will get to know how to do it. None of the disciples went to any Bible school. Their only Bible school was Jesus Christ. They walked with him. They talked with him. That's why in Acts chapter 1 verse 1, he says that the former teachers have I written to you, O Theophilus, how of all the things that Jesus began both began to do and to teach. Which means that all that we, are, we know, all that we are doing is what Jesus began to do and to teach. That's how we learned what we saw. In 1 John, John 1, he says that what we have seen with our eyes, what we have touched, what we have handled, that do we declare unto you. Hallelujah. That's all we are declaring to you. It's what we have seen, what we have touched, what we have handled. And how did we see? How did we touch? How did we handle? Because we are available. Because we are around all the time, we saw. And what we saw is what we are also declaring to you. Hallelujah. So, you need to be available. The next one was what? 
have a good character, a moral character, because what will sustain you is not your charisma. What will sustain you is not your, um, the amount of hours you pray or the amount of words you know, word of God you know. What will sustain you is the fruit of the spirit, which has nothing to do with any spiritual gift. It's all about moral character. Amen. No wonder First Timothy 3, Paul was saying to Timothy, if any man desires the office of a bishop, they desire a good thing. A bishop must be blameless. First Timothy 3. Brother, are you with me? A bishop must be what? Blameless. Full stop. His first thing is that the bishop must be what? Blameless. Which means that his character should be impeccable. We shouldn't be able to have, see any flaws in his moral character. Then he breaks the blameless thing down. The next one is what? His wife, temper, uh, slander, temperate, faithfulness, and all those type of things that he goes on to talk about. Amen. Number three, serve your way. Amen. Because service is what is the best way of receiving the anointing. If you want to be anointed, because this work you can't do without the anointing. Are you with me? And the only way you can be anointed is through service. Amen. Jesus said in first in John chapter 15, he said that I call you no longer my servants. I call you my friends. Which means that they, they were first servants. Then they became sons. Then they became friends. You understand? The Bible says that a, a child, when he remains a child, is no different from a slave or a servant. Because the, the secrets that you have, you don't reveal to the child. Just as you don't reveal the secrets to the servants. Am I talking to somebody? You, 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 you reveal it to your friends. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So serve your way. Number four. is what we are going to talk about today, isn't it? Okay. So how many are going to serve? And when you are going to serve... Don't be a doubtful servant. Don't be a greedy servant. Don't be a selfish servant. You remember all that? All right, number four. Number four is study. Study. Somebody say study. Study. Become a student. Uh, In 2 Timothy 3.15, it says that study to show yourself approved unto God a workman that needed not be ashamed but rightly dividing the word of truth I don't know where this man is or what he's up to today what did I say 1 Timothy 3.15 2.15 sorry 2 Timothy 2.15 what did I say? Sorry, 2.15. Study to show yourself approved. 2 Timothy 2.15. Amen. Amen. Study. We should not let the fact that we did not go to Bible seminary hinder us from becoming students of the word. Ah. The fact that you didn't go to the cemetery doesn't mean that you must not become a student of the word. Amen. Amen. In 1 Peter 2, 2, it says, As newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Are you with me? You, you, you must have a desire to study. Amen. 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 A desire to study. Somebody say study. study. A desire to study. You see, I find it very, very sad that so-called Christians these days, we don't study. 
We do not study. When we come to church, we don't even bring a Bible. Much less talk about a notebook. Amen. And rather, information now is much easily accessible now than it's been. I remember when I was moving house, or once I was moving house, there was a whole van that I had to shift. Do you know what of CDs? Um, what do you call it? Books, CDs, tapes, a whole garage full. A whole garage full. I used to have people who sent me different pastors' CDs every Sunday. And they post them. And I pay for them. T.D. Jakes, uh, Eastwood, but I, I still have some in storage as we speak. Books, tapes. Because you can never ever attain any ex- height if you don't work for it. Are you with me? And, 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 and you see, to, sometimes you need to spend. Spend to acquire. Bible says that buy the truth and sell it not. In this day and age, the truth has become so affordable and so cheap that we don't buy it anymore. It was very expensive. I, I spent more on tapes and books than anything. I have boxes right now. They, even in the church, the whole house was full of books and tapes, CDs, DVDs, everything. Books, books, books. Because you see, it doesn't matter how anointed you are. Without knowledge, you are going nowhere. You'll be talking about Nimoka Free and Ayate Frem. Just because you don't have any knowledge, you don't have any word inside of you. Am I talking to somebody? First yes. Peter 1 16. First Peter. How many are going to become students of the word? Yeah. Uh, listen, yeah, I know you're a student of uh, law. I know you're a student of, uh, what do you call it? Road maps and uh, <laughs> traffic lights and uh, <laughs> uh, what do you call town and country planning, building gutters and all that. I know you are a student of all that. I know you are a student of what do you call it? Bio- is it biology or science or what do you call it? Biochemistry. Yeah, I know you are doing chemistry and all those type. I don't know what, what you are titrating. What you are. I don't. I don't understand all that. But. Uh, uh, Aside all those things you are doing, you need to become a student of the word. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You need, you see, God needs to be studied. The word of God needs to be studied. Paul said that if you study, if you study, you become approved. Which means that if you don't study, you are disapproved. This is not logic. If you study, you are approved. If you don't study, you are disapproved. If you don't study, you'll be shamed. A workman that needs not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Am I talking to somebody? If you don't study, you'll be shamed. You can never use anointing to, you know, a cloud. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. You use magic and anointing and pushing people down to cloud, cloud your lack of study and lack of preparation. It will find you out over time. Hallelujah. You need to study. Tell your neighbor, study. First Peter 1.16 I said 116. You are showing 116. Why is this thing looking? Okay, because it is written, be holy for I am holy. Which means that you cannot be holy if you don't know what is written. (laughs) Isn't it? Hello? Did you get the logic? Because it's written. As it's written, 
live peaceably with all men and holiness without which no man can see God. Which means that if you don't know what is written, you can easily miss seeing God. Am I making sense? Okay. So if you are going to study, then as a student, you need to get all the right materials. Hello? How many have studied in this room before? How many know that when you are studying, you don't have the right materials? Your probability of passing is very, very slim to none. Isn't that right? You don't, know how, you don't have the books, the textbooks. You don't have the right teaching material or learning material. You are going nowhere. With all that said, please inspect the teaching material of your next door neighbor. Find out what their Bible is like. Ask them, where is your Bible? What did they say? Listen, personally, personally, I don't like this type of modern day phone and all those type of things. Because as you are looking, reading the Bible on the phone, you get a blip that is an email that has come through or a Snapchat that has come through or a do you understand? Something that has come through and before you realize your, your attention is divided. Are you with me? Get the real thing. Amen. If you want to be a student of the Bible, how many want to be a student of the Bible so I don't waste my time? Okay. If you want to be a student of the word of God, the first Bible you need to get is a study Bible. Okay? A study Bible. I, I recommend three study Bibles. The Thompson Chain is the first one. The Dix Annotated Bible is D-A-K-E-S. Dix Annotated Bible. Yeah? Then get a Bible dictionary. Yeah? Or a concordance. Bible dictionary or concordance, a good one, that's the same thing. Because sometimes you read a certain word that you don't understand. How many have read something in the Bible you didn't understand? When you have a Bible dictionary, it helps you to understand because it breaks it further. Amen. And get a proper notebook. The other day I showed some people my notes from 19, what was it, year? 19, I think 19, what? 87, 90, 97. I have all those books. Some of my pastor's notes, as I'm sitting there, Wednesday service, and my pastor is teaching, some of those notes, I, I have them. I have from, at least from 97 to wherever, because some of my, my, my things are still in storage. But if you go from 1990, I have all the, them. Because there is nothing new under the sun. Hello? I said there's nothing new under the sun. Sometimes somebody's preaching or sometimes uh, you study something and then you realize that you have heard a message on that topic before. You may not understand what you're reading, but when you go and play that message, then it breaks it down. It makes you, it gives you a deeper understanding of what you just read. Amen. Because if you're a student, you, have to, you must be a researcher. And the Bible is a great project to research on. It's an unending project work. Amen. That's why you hear a certain topic. You think you know the topic. Then you hear somebody else preach it another way. Then you go, mm, I didn't know this thing at all. Yeah. Amen. So in church, make sure you have a notebook. See, this type of gadgets that we have, if somebody steps on it, it's broken. That's it. 
Somebody steals it. Oh, you forgot to back it up. And then it's backed up to two, two weeks or two months ago. And that's it. You've lost everything else. Hello? You don't like what I'm saying? The way you look at me, I see what I'm saying is not. Me, I'm old-fashioned. I'm, I'm not ashamed to say. Paper and pen. It will never fail. If you like, I'll go and bring you my 1990 notes, 92 notes. I have them. 1992 notes, I have them. I have my first preaching notes that I preached with. I have it. The first sermon I preached, the notes, I have it. One day when you're going to preach your first sermon, I can give it to you. <laughs> you go and preach the same notes. You'll be pow- it will be very powerful. Hello? So, get all the necessary tools as a student of the word. Hebrews 4.2. Hebrews 4.2. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So, the writer of Hebrews was saying the word that we have received, the same word they received, but ours, because we wrote it down, because when we went home, we researched, we read on it, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Because we kept on hearing, kept on hearing, kept on hearing. No, you know, Pastor Sam, I decided to look at the number of times each message has been listened to, and I felt very sad. On all the platforms, the messages that we've preached in this church, what it told me is that the members of this church never listen to any message. Any message that has been preached, you go and it's like three views or four, four or six. We have a, a, quite a few people in this church. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? And you see, statistics prove that anytime you hear a message, only 11% is retained. And the 11% usually is made up of the jokes. You know, it's usually made up of the silly examples. That's why sometimes I give silly examples or I get people to come and do some, like carry the, the, the big bag and I exchange with the towel just so that you, those are the 11% of the things you remember. The rest of the message you don't remember. Are you, are you getting That is why... We record the message for you to listen and hear and hear. Because sometimes the more you hear, the, the more faith builds. In John 6, 63, it says that the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Which means that the words that you hear, it brings anointing. So when you are listening to the message, listen to the message, listen to the message, it just, you become anointed. Because that's the, the words have power. Hallelujah. I said the words have power. But that, that, that power is, 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 is just available to those who, who make themselves available for the word. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. I cannot tell you how long, but at least my wife will bear me witness that I have never since we got married 20 years ago. I've never gone to bed without having my earphones in my ear, listening to a sermon. And she would tell you that I've never woken up without a sermon playing in my ear. For the last 20 years, if you ask her, she'll tell you. You know that waking up before you wake up? How many have that waking up before you wake up? Yeah, that waking up before you wake up, as soon as you wake up the first one, put some a message in your ear. It sets you up for the day. Hallelujah. For the last 20 years, my wife will tell you. And this, uh, this habit goes way before I got married. But she will be my witness that there's never been one day that I don't go to bed with a sermon playing in my ear or wake up with a sermon playing in my ear. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because I, I'm a student of the word. 
are you getting what I'm saying? I'm a student of the word. So I have to make sure that I'm studying constantly. Because you never come to the fullness of learning. No matter how long you are learning, you never ever. The, the Bible, Solomon said that as for, uh, what do you call it? Learning, there is no end. Amen. Amen. Acts 17, 11. And these were more fair-minded or far noble than those of Thessalonica, that's the Bereans, in that when they received the word with all readiness, they searched or researched the scripture daily to find out whether these things were so. Therefore, many of them believed are you getting it? Because they researched, their faith was built up. The faith they have was built up because they researched. You come and hear a message. When you go home, take your notes, read through them, do a little bit of research. Because even as a preacher, I only preach about 45 to 55% of what I've written. Because I don't re- read my sermons. Do you understand what I'm saying? If I'm reading my sermon, I'll give you 100% of what I've written. But because I am just preaching, making only a f- slight references here and there, I give only 55%. Sometimes 60% of what I have written. Which means that what you are getting is not even what I have researched. And when you get 100% of what I've written, there is more to research on it than what I've just done. Because I only have 45 minutes to, to present, which means that whatever I'm preaching, I know more than what I'm preaching. Because I only have 45 minutes to discuss. If you give me the whole night, <laughs> then I will break it down a, a lot more. Amen. Right. So, we are, we are learning how to study, isn't it? And number one I said was what? Get the necessary. I said that you, you, the fact that you didn't go to the seminary should not hinder you from becoming <laughs> a good student. That's number one. Then number two, get the necessary tools. Number three is share the little you know. How many will agree with me that those students who are always trying to teach their, their colleagues always do better than those who don't teach anything? Hello? Isn't that, isn't that true? Have you seen some people, they don't even know what they are talking about, but they are always trying to teach something. Did you have people like that in the class? I remember one guy like that. He's always on the board. And you get a few silly ones by him. And then he'll be confusing them more. <laughs> when the one eye is leading, <laughs> or when the blind is leading, it's not easy. Amen. But you see, the more you teach, the more you learn. Hello? I said, the more you teach, the more you learn. That is why anytime an opportunity is given to you to teach, do your best. Anytime you are standing with somebody chatting, teach them what you have learned. Hallelujah. What you have read, your quiet time, just, just share your quiet time with somebody. Amen. The more you teach, the more you, you become knowledgeable. Amen. Approval of your ministry comes from your study of the word. All right. 1 John 2.20 But you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. I have written to you because you do not know the truth. But because I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Amen. Why is it important to study the word? Why is it important to study the word? Number one, quickly. Why is it important to study the word? If you, it forces you to become biblical in your ministry. Hello? Did you understand what I just said? 
If you study the word, you will not deviate. How many have been listening to these modern day prophets and modern day uh, guys who have come, who have made themselves pastors and doing all crazy things? Hello? How many, how many know what I'm talking about? Sometimes you wonder whether these people, they even know what they are doing. Because it's like, what they are doing and the word of God is totally opposite. Amen. Amen. But that's what happens when you decide not to study. Some people, what they do is they fast and fast and fast and fast and fast. Then after fasting and praying, they come, they say they're anointed. Then they begin to lead other people. And they start doing all sorts of crazy things. Amen. Making people carry cement and things. (laughs) It makes practical sense. Amen. When you're a student, number two. It makes practical ministry. Amen. How many know that the word of God will teach you that a musician, a singer, can sing for the anointing to come? Isn't it? And when the, an evil spirit of, from the Lord had descended upon Saul, David played. David played. And Saul was relieved. When you hear something like that, as a musician, I begin to research. How can one person play and an evil spirit will be removed? What do I need to do to become like David so that my ministry is not just making music or making noise, but my ministry is bringing down the unction? So that when I touch the instrument, immediately the power that comes is not like an ordinary keyboard player playing. But when you don't read, you don't. You can't lead, isn't it? You don't become, number three, it improves your efficiency. When you read the Bible, your efficiency is enhanced. How many have tried to convert a Muslim before? Or tried to speak to a a Muslim or a Jehovah's Witness before? How many tried and at the point you almost, you realize that you were, you were very light. (laughs) You realize you were light. It means that you were not efficient in evangelism. Because you haven't studied. Because all these people, they have studied something. But what they have studied ends somewhere. When you research, you will know a little bit more. If you have ever done apologetics, which is a course that is treated in a cemetery, a seminary, sorry. Oh. If uh, are you spoiling my message? There's something called apologetics that shoots down the the argument of Islam, the argument of um, atheists, the argument of um, Jehovah's Witness, the argument of Latter Day Saints, the argument of uh, this black. Israelites, all those things, because you study in depth, you get to understand the, the religion they study, what their beliefs are, and then you, you trace it into the Bible to find where their things fall short. Because religion is man's idea of who God is. Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is God's method of salvation for man. So when anybody tries to use their carnal mind to devise a certain type of uh, uh, approach to God. That's what creates these latter day saints and these Jehovah's Witness and these 
type of things. Hallelujah. But if you don't study, you would not know. Am I talking to somebody? Because sometimes somebody will challenge you. Why do you pray? Simple question. Why do you pray? Look at you. Why do you go to church? One day I was, I was evangelizing to this young little girl and she said to me, if you, I'm a scientist, if you can prove God in the test tube, I'll believe. Then I looked at her and said, your brain is too small <laughs> to comprehend the test tube of God. I said to her, have you ever been in an airplane before? gone high and have you seen human beings walking? They are like a dot. If the whole human being on the airplane looks like a dot and your head is like this and you want to figure out between your ears who God is. (laughs) Your brain is too small to quantify God. Poor titrate titrate, then you put it in an opaque, what do you call that, those things, the petri dish, uh, and then you, 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 you use something to look, and then see whether it will change into opaque blue, it will change it to your father, <laughs> not opaque blue, can't use test tube to find who God is. <laughs> Why are they calling your name? <laughs> I have researchers here, isn't it? Have you ever been able to test tube God? You, you, the, the little air you breathe, you haven't found out how it came about into your body. You want to find out how to. Don't let me come near you. It helps you to be faithful to your call of ministry, the call of ministry on your life. When you study, you understand your call better. Amen. Amen. How many are going to become students? Study your call. What is the calling of God on my life? How can I maximize what I've been called to, to become? You've been called to be a a, a musician, singer. How can you maximize it? Study. Amen. You've been called to be an usher. How can you maximize your ministry? We, We know of Stephen in the Bible and his prowess. Stephen was just an usher. We don't know Libya Stadios who was supposed to be an apostle, what he did. So it's not a title that gives you your fulfillment. It's you maximizing your ministry that makes you approved. When you read, the, 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 the thing we read, the uh, foundation scripture we read, when the man brought five more talents, he said that you have been faithful with a few, I'm going to make a ruler over what? Many. When the one that brought two also brought his, what did they say? You've been faithful over a few. I'll make you ruler over many. Many means what? Many. So it's not how much. Or it's not the the, the office you hold. It is not what, you know, I'm not the bishop. I am not the the reverend. I am not the pastor. No, 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 no. It's not nothing, none of those. That ministry you have, fulfill it. Unfortunately, this day and age, we all look up to, we want to be the main man. So many chiefs, no Indians. See somebody has, doesn't even know how to tie his shoelaces. He wants to be in the front to match. Teach us how to match. No, his laces are undone. You will understand it next week. 
Amen. Amen. It helps you to fulfill your call. Stephen fulfilled his call. Amen. Philip was also one of the ashes. Philip, he won the whole city of Samaria to God. Amen. He was not an apostle. He was not a bishop. Amen. We are told that the whole of uh, the gospel coming to Africa came as a result of Philip. Because Philip, you remember the story? Philip and the, uh, the Ethiopian Enoch was running by his chariot. Then he entered the chariot. I don't know how you are running and you entered the stranger's car. But it happened. And he warned that, that man. And that man returned to Ethiopia. That's how come Christianity went to Africa. Through Philip. You didn't know that. Study. It's good. Amen. It motivates you. Next one. It motivates the church to conduct itself according to God's plan for the church. When the church is full of studious people, the church is motivated to line up to God's plans. Not go over the bar. Because when you don't know what God, how many know that when you don't know your destination, any place you arrive is a destination? How many know what I'm talking about? Any place you arrive, you arrived, it's powerful. Because you didn't know where you're going. You don't have the roadmap. But when you have the roadmap, when you arrive at a certain place, you look at, this is not where I need to be. The roadmap map is the Bible. Amen. I said the roadmap is what? The Bible. The Bible. That's the roadmap. So let's study. So we don't confuse ourselves. In this day and age of contrary word and people throwing all sorts of things in the air, it has become a, 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 num, a, 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 a game of results. I don't care what you say. So long as you can get me to become rich, I will listen to you. So long as you get me a visa, so long as you get me a job, so long as you get me a husband, you get me a car, you get me a house, I don't care what you are saying, I'm with you. How many can see that is very sad? Amen. So let's study. I said let's study, folks. Become a student of the word. From today. Get yourself a better Bible. You know, the Bible that has uh, wide margins in between, those are the Bibles you need. I'll show you an example. <laughs> like, have, have you seen my, my, my Bible? The wide margin, it has, it has references different references that you can look at quickly. The, 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 not, which one? <laughs> okay, wait, after church you can fight. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. And have different Bibles. Have different Bibles. Because sometimes you read a certain Scripture in the old King James, it doesn't make sense to you. Yeah. You know, you read it, you read it, even the new King James, it still doesn't break it down, you know. You look at the Message Bible, you look at uh, NIV, you look at ESV, and then it gives you a little bit of, each one sort of throws a certain light to the word and makes you understand it better. In fact, I will say that if you are a beginner at reading the Bible, get an NIV. New international version of the Bible. Are you with me? You are like a teenager and all that. Get a new international version or um, ESV. You know, just, just so that it, it, it speaks everyday language. 
so you can understand what he's trying to say. Don't look at uh, message yet. <laughs> message is, is for crazy people. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you learning something? Yeah. How many are going to become students of the word? Yeah. When you go home, let the message play. See, most of the time when the message is playing, I'm not really listening, but I'm listening. It's playing in the background. In the car, I'm driving. Rather than putting a radio to make noise, I put, you know, the sermon in. So I hear the praise and worship again. Then I, oh, this one sang a wrong note there. <laughs> oh, this one didn't sing. This one, somebody was singing, nya, nya, nya. Say, hey, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah. Then I hear the word again. And I hear the message again. Sometimes when you hear the message again, you hear something you didn't hear. How many have, has it happened to you? You heard it like, wow, I didn't hear that. Because sometimes people disturb. Things happen. And you lose focus. So you don't hear everything. You see, you don't know a message until you have heard the message about 20 times. Don't know it. Until you've heard it about 20 times, back to back, you don't know it. I hear it. When I used to be a, a choir director, I never attempt teaching a song until I've heard the song at least 50 times. And each time I'm listening to the song, I don't listen to the same thing. Sometimes I listen only to the drum beat. Sometimes I listen to only the snare. Sometimes I listen to only the, the soprano. I listen to the alto. I listen to the tenor. I listen to the harmony. I listen to the, 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 the ad-libs. I listen to the, the spirit of the song is another thing. Have you listened to hear the spirit of the message you are listening to? Because every message has a spirit which is different from the words. There's the logos and the rima. They mean two different things. Anytime you're reading the Bible, it's the logos you're reading. You know, and this begat, and this begat, and this begat. But behind the logos, there's a rima. So when you are reading, look for the rima of the word. The rima is the woo. Woo. I didn't see that. It's a revelation. Wow. Sometimes you hear a message, and with one, from one message, you can preach about 17 messages. That's another level of studying. You hear one message and out of the message, as the person is preaching, you have got 17 messages from it. You ask yourself, how do we pastors get messages every time to preach? So I'll be listening to a message and through that message, I have a whole series or I have a whole camp and the camp has nothing to do with the message the person was preaching. That is catching the spirit of the word. Because the spirit can be manifested in various forms. Are you with me? For instance, water can become vapor. It can become ice. So, it's still water, isn't it? But the manifestations are all different. Hallelujah. So, I'm just trying to challenge you. Challenge me. To become a student. Yes, it's good to pray. But prayer alone, without the study of the word, will not make you last in this thing. I've been doing this work for a while. I've been a Christian for a while. And I've seen that all those guys who, you know, back in the day were like prayer warriors and all those type of, have the kind of spiritual accents and everything. They don't make pastors. In fact, most of them, majority of them, don't serve God anymore. No, in the early 80s, mid 80s, those type of people always in the garden pray, they don't go to church anymore. The ones that have been doing it up to now are those who took their time to study. Have you not realized that charismatic Christians, they backslide very often? And those type of, um, uh, what do you call those people? The, not, the octodos and the, the, what's the word? Those who 
the what are they called? No, not the Pentecostals. The the full Baptist, the Baptist. The Baptist will be a Baptist for life. Because Baptist is not about the shanda either baita. No, no, it's about read the word and nothing else. Understand it. So they, they will not go high, they will not go low. They are going constant to the end. Steady Eddie. That's the Baptist. Because the word sustains. When you become a student of the word, you are sustained. When you add anointing and charisma to it, then you are, you are riding high and still sustaining it. But when it's just charisma, 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 no word. Before you realize you are down. Yeah, you, you, before you realize you've gone into the bush. So I, I pray that all of us become students of the word. Students of the word. Become a listener of messages. Yeah. Invest in messages. Invest in the word of God. Yeah. I used to have this lady. She always, every message, as soon as it's preached, she'll buy the tape and mail it. And occasionally I'll send her money. Then she buys the tape, mail it. Buys the tape, mail it. When I was moving boxes, the whole garage full. Books. I have them. Even I have some boxes here full of books. Not for decoration, but for reading. We tried to start a, a bookshop here. Nobody bothered, so we closed it down. We've started three times because they, this church is not a studying church. Every church I have pastored has a bookshop, but this church. We've tried it three times. It hasn't worked. When you put bush up here, you put tea and biscuit on, and what do you call it? Cake here. Nobody goes near the bookshop. Three times we've tried, we started doing a bookshop. It didn't work. We closed it down. The books are still there. Yeah. Sometimes when I look at this church, I don't feel happy to even write any book because they won't read. I can guarantee you they won't read. But a church that is going to be a church for centuries is a studying church. I pray that we become studying church. We tried to sell tapes. It didn't fly at all. Oh, nobody will buy CD in this church. Even when we say one pound, nobody will buy it. Not Not another church, this church. We tried it. The few people that took books never paid. Pick it up. I look at my face. Hallelujah. How many are, are repenting? I'm not saying that for you to laugh. I mean it. Become a student of the word. From today, when you go home, Especially those of you who are at the back, you don't hear the message. So it, it baffles me that after the service, you won't listen what was said so that you'll be blessed. Those who didn't come to church, they won't listen. I don't understand. Even when I'm in the service, I listen. Even me that I've preached the message, I listen again. There's no message that's played that I haven't listened to. Because even though I'm preaching, I'm also being preached to. Do you know that? Sometimes I I hear something that, wow. Yeah, because I'm an instrument. God is using, God is speaking through me. So I don't, for one minute, take it for granted. I know everything that I'm saying. Sometimes I say something and then I go and research what I've said. Because I, wow. Did I, is that what was said? That's why, that's what I say to myself. Is that what was said? Then I go and research. And I see that, ah. Because sometimes I'm talking, but it's not me. Am I talking to somebody? So become a student. Don't, don't pretend, don't pretend like you know. You don't know. 
Are you with me? Don't pretend. Don't think that, you know, you see, if you think you know, then you are on your way down. You don't know. I don't know. That's why I listen every day. Every night, there is a message I'm listening to. Because I don't, I don't pretend to know. And that's why I sustained you all these years. Hallelujah. Because I want to be approved. So I want to be a student and continue to be a student. Never come into a place where I know. I've been preaching for a while. I used to preach four different sermons every Sunday. Different sermon, different verses. Four different sermons every Sunday. Because we're doing four services. So as for message, I think by the grace of God, I have a little bit. Four different services every Sunday. And it's there. But I don't pretend to know. You have how many services do you preach? Rise to your feet. <laughs> 